darling, my love. It's Caitlin Vincent, and welcome to the Good Girlfriend Podcast. Get ready to unleash your inner confidence, demystified periods, and delve into unfiltered sex education. We're here to embrace the power of sexy empowerment, and I've got your back every step of the way. As humans, we're all beautifully flawed, but together we'll support one another and ignite that fire within. This space is all about being real, vulnerable, and unapologetically authentic. Now remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes, but when it comes to seeking advice, I always encourage you to consult with professionals. You deserve to have all the resources you need to thrive in your own unique way. So, are you ready to embark on this journey of empowerment, education, and downright fun? Buckle up, because we're about to deep dive into a world where confidence reigns supreme and taboos are shattered. Let's do this. Hello, girlfriends, and welcome to another episode. This one is going to be Oh, so juicy. And I'm so excited because we're going to really unpack libido. And I know that a lot of women might be thinking, what the hell is that? But also we're going to really ignite it because it is something that is going to stimulate you. And I have got the pleasure of having Sindra Banks with me joining us on this podcast because she is the ebbs and flows when it comes to libido. So welcome, my love. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this. Uh, we just did a live together on Monday and I just was saying on that live that I love your energy and I love what you're about. And yeah, I'm just always so happy to be in your presence. So yeah, happy to be on the podcast with you today. I love big hugs, big hugs. <laughs> so we're going to do a little bit of a confession booth and we're going to sort of unpick a little bit of juiciness about you, my love. But okay. I know that you are, <laughs> I know that you just come back from um, living overseas. But if you had like a fantasy getaway anywhere in the world, where would you love to go? To be honest, I'd love, I want to go somewhere like super bougie, like the Maldives or something. Like one of those exclusive places like where you had like a little hut on the water. Yep. There's like little beautiful, beautiful huts on the water. That's like my dream because I'm like a freaking mermaid. So if I can just get up and then plop into the water outside my room, like that's my fantasy. So that would be mine. I love it. <laughs> no, I love it. Be a mermaid. Until we need to away. Yeah. Put my tail and just go into my fantasy world. That's me. I love that. If you if you did have a color tail, what color would it be? Purple for sure. Oh, love that. I love that. I never thought of that. I think it would. I don't know. I thought. Blue came to my mind, but I don't know why. But then I'm like, no, orange, orange could be good, could be a vibe. So mm. it's like that metallic, like shimmery, yeah. you know, like real aerial kind of vibes. Yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> so, what is something that's a guilty pleasure or something that, you know, gives you a little smile every time you either do or have the little guilty pleasure? So, for a moment, I want to unpack. And this is meant to be like a quick question, but like I'm going to unpack the guilty <laughs> and the association guilty with pleasure because it's something that I'm like really about. Let's get some education on this. So like, love it. You remember? Do you remember that like the old school like Magnum ad or something? It's like had a woman who was like super dressed up and sophisticated, just like oh naughty, like so naughty having a chocolate. And I'm like, no, 
there's nothing to be guilty about. Own that pleasure. Like actually own it. It's okay. You're allowed to have little things that you enjoy, if it's chocolate, if it's sex, whatever. So the pleasure that I like to have. Love it. That I never feel guilty about. Um, Honestly, that's so interesting because I don't feel guilty. I don't feel like anything's like a little special treat. (laughs) I eat chocolate. I drink wine. Like I masturbate. Like I don't know. Like I, I guess I kind of, I used to be someone who would hide that stuff or feel like I had to do something to earn it. And now I just allow myself to have those things when I want them, when I feel like them, and I'm actually, like, okay with that. I guess for me, like, a a pleasure that I'm like, oh, this is a bit naughty, would be, like, watching, like, a trashy TV show in bed with some pizza and, you know, like, in my big baggy, like, favourite Harley shirt and just kind of, being like a sloth you know like that'd probably be like my <laughs> I'm like you know sloth vibes but really enjoying it as well um so a long answer to your very short uh question <laughs> no but this is why I love you because you challenge the notion of what I'm saying and that's exactly what I do because I know that <laughs> episodes to come there's the iconic conversation that will just generically say chocolate and I I love that it's and I've had to say to them I'm like it's not bad it's not unhealthy it's literally just something that you are enjoying but annoyingly we have to sort of use the language to get people to sort of start the conversation that's why I'm like let's just start drawing out the conversation but I also love that you know even when you're saying just the generic things of masturbating you know all those things that innately do bring us pleasure and you know it's it's a different level where some people are like, oh, that's so naughty. There's <laughs> so much to unpick from that within itself. But mm-hmm. we want to find other ways that bring us pleasure. And as you said, just laying there watching trashy TV so that you can actually just feel pleasure of just not having to be present in any other place and just be mm-hmm. free and just be chilled. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important that we do do create it, but we do find that, we get that little ooh feeling when it is a pleasure. So, yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> We're going to get a little bit deeper with this confession booth, though. Mm-hmm. And I would love to know if you were to ever face your teenage girl version of yourself, what advice would you give to her? I've thought about this a lot because I've done a lot of um, inner teen work. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, I think I would just want her to know that she's enough. And I know it's so generic, but like, Mm. you know, she's enough as she is with her body, with her, whatever she's doing in the world, like with how she looks, with her skin, with her achievements, like that is enough. It's okay to like want more and it's good to want more. It's okay to be different. It's good to want that. And like it, you're perfectly okay as you are because I never knew that. And I honestly, I probably spent the first 10 years, I guess like after, you know, 10 years of being a teenager to mid late twenties, really like having to learn that, mm-hmm. you know, which 
is fucking hard to do when you're that old and trying to like unravel all this teenage and inner child stuff. Yep. So really it's just like just go for it. Like I'm so envious of like people like you because I know that you're a fair bit younger than me of having the the guts and the bravery and the self-awareness to start this shit earlier. Like I'm like, Syndra, why didn't you start your business when you were like 25, babe? Like we would have been like, you know, it's okay. Like it's all part of the journey and stuff. But um, really like yeah, I feel like if the, my teenage me knew all the, the stuff that I knew now and knew that it was okay just to be her, we would have been, you know, flying. But here we are now, so it's okay. But... <laughs> no, I, I think if anything, you said it so beautifully that it it's come to you in the journey of what discovery that you are. And I think even though it sounds that it's so generic, it's so not because so many of us don't think that we're worthy enough. And we think even as adults that we don't deserve more and that we are just, we know that we're desiring more, but we just don't believe that we can have that. And I know that no matter what age or when we do it, I think if anything, you are doing the work. And that is so important because I know people that are even older that, you know, and even talking to my nan and pop that, never would never do that type of stuff as well like they're just their own entity in that but I think it's so wholesome when you are just tapping into this work so I think I commend you a lot for that doesn't matter where you're at in the situation so I'm giving you that praise because you just gave me some praise (laughs) thanks but the last one for our confession booth is I always like to do sort of a gratitude because it's something that is something we just need a little bit of a reminder here and there but what is something that you are really grateful for I'm honestly very grateful for my partner. Um, she is very frustrating sometimes. However, she she's the first person that's actually been able to hold me accountable to sometimes just be in like a Leo boss bitch manifesting generator, all this stuff, and then bring all that to the relationship. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And even though the time I'm like so annoying can't you just be like you know all my partners a lot of my my partners previously have been like very um hold me up to a, some kind of thing like pedestal or like you know put me up here and she doesn't she just puts me like here like in in my place like not in my place but like in being a human right and it's been teaching me so much about myself and I'm actually so grateful Finally enough, anyone who knows Starside, who's a Gemini, and usually people are like, oh, stay away from those Geminis. Um, and I can see why, because they're very honest and they're very, you know, like strong-willed. And um, But, yeah, I'm very grateful for her to be on this journey with me. So, yeah. I love that. It's <laughs> so, so beautiful. And I think, obviously, you identify yourself as queer, and I would love to know a bit more about that journey because, yeah, I am someone that has no expertise in that or anything. So I'd love to just sort of get a little bit more deep dive and understanding for myself and as well for those listeners. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's so funny, babe, because sometimes when I'm talking about my final loo, I'm like, what? I'm with a woman. Like, it, I, it, I'm so not conditioned. Like, I'm so just like, I'm very pansexual. So I'm very um, open to everyone and I am attracted to all genders and non-genders and people so like when I talk about sometimes I kind of forget I'm like oh yeah I am like in a 
like, I guess, perceived, like, lesbian relationship or whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I kind of, like, go at that because we're also polyamorous and so we see other people and we sleep with other people of all different genders. Uh, so, like, sometimes I forget. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that is what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You, you literally are creating your own rules with this relationship. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That is the best way that fills your own cup and that's awesome. <laughs> It's definitely like not always been like this. So I came out when I was about 23 and that was a really hard time. I think for me because it was really confusing. Like I'm I'm almost 40. So this is a long time ago. This is like before the yes, before you could get married in Australia, like yep. to a same-sex person. So it's a long time ago. So like just family and friends and the world just not only as open as it is now. So that was really hard. And I think for me, I am so, I could say I'm bi, I'm pansexual, whatever, but like I'm so bi. Like I really fucking love men and I really am like into women and all people, but like I really need both of those dynamics. My first girlfriend was a, like was lesbian, like so she was just into women that was really hard for me because I feel like I wasn't quite enough. Like I wasn't quite queer enough. I wasn't quite into women enough. I saw this curiosity. So all of that was just really hard. And also I had quite a separation from my family and that was really hard. Like, you know, all the things at once, right? Like being 23, being in this new relationship, being separated from my family, like so many things. So it was honestly like a really rough ride, but I'm really grateful for it because it made me fiercely independent, which sometimes isn't so great, but it made me just be really self-reliant and also have to work on my, like the codependence that we all kind of have to our families and to approval and to all that stuff. So I think honestly, that was just so good looking back. And then I kind of went on and I ended up marrying a woman actually we were together for seven and a half years. And again, like that was a whole other layer of like, we had to get married overseas. We didn't get married in Australia. Yep. And even though that felt like on a surface level, okay, I think underneath there's still that rejection, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, your marriage isn't recognized in this country. Like mm-hmm. there's still that, that, that under layer of kind of rejection we're fighting against, we're fighting against the norm, we're fighting against the patriarchy, we're fighting against the world. And that was very much our relationship. It was monogamous, which didn't really suit me very well because I, again, like really have this need to have both, you know, sex with both people, that energy from both people, that connection with both, you know, different kinds of people. So that was quite limiting for me. And coming out of that relationship was kind of like my sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. Um and that's absolutely why I, I teach what I do today yep. because I came out of that seven and a half year relationship, monogamous, and I was like, whoa, okay, that didn't work for me. Um, I'm going to create the own my own way of being in, in relationships that is conscious and open and honest and like transparent and also allows me to express the fullest sexuality of me, like the full syndrome, like I need a capacity to be the full me, whatever the fuck that is. I generally know. <laughs> I don't really know. So then I, I I met a really great human and we got married. Um, 
who love marriage over here. <laughs> I do actually. I fucking love getting married. It's just a vibe. So um, yeah, we got married, and um, that was a very different marriage because we were open as well. We were poly, and uh, yeah, like it just taught me so much about being with someone and how things could be. Um, and then whilst being in that relationship, I met my partner, and I was like, "Whoa, okay." I didn't know I could be poly. Like I didn't know I could love two people at the one time. This is interesting and also mind-blowing but yeah ended up ending that relationship not because of the other person just because that was time to like wrap things up over there and yeah. then now I'm I'm only have one partner at the moment however I did have another partner for quite a while so yeah it's just like this interesting dance and like relationships and sexuality can be such a dance yeah. and such a fluid expression of you like extension expression of you if you're like embodied in it enough to be like confident in that as well I think and like attract these people that are kind of in that space with you and that's why I said I'm great for my partner because she's absolutely in that space with me and we kind of move at a flow and uh, that was a very extended story of my life around sexuality but oh, I love it I love it it's really yeah it's it's like the whole journey and experimentation of this kind of gotten to where I am today with my sexuality and I do help my clients with being more open with their sexuality sometimes and being okay with what what is for them and even if they're monogamous you know like exploring the realms of monogamy and the boundaries because this life society is very much like well this is how you do monogamy you can't look at other people you can't talk about other people you can't possibly have any feelings you know for other people like that's not really real Mm. that's not reality we're human we're going to be attracted to other people um absolutely even helping helping clients like explore that in, in monogamy and their sexuality and you know I have a lot of clients who are bisexual or pansexual or queer and in straight presenting relationships so it's like supporting them with that and yeah there's just so much to this um sexuality dance yeah no I think it's beautiful because what you've innately done is you found that through your own journey you've been able to understand that key components whether people choose whatever you know outcome with the direction and where it needs to go you know the core roots of what is important to make sure that that person feels seen to make sure that you are ignited to make sure that you are essentially looking after yourself in the situation as well and I think that that's where you know I, I love the openness that you have to just sort of share all that because some people can have their own bloody opinions about whatever they want, but I love that you just have this beautiful, innate way of showing that this is me and this is what I'm about and knowing that sexuality can be expressed in so many different ways. And even if you are in a monogamy relationship, you can then still find a way to spice things up and create mm. things that are not based off beliefs that you feel mm. one way as well. So... Mm. We have to create awareness because clearly people are just doing things that they don't want to do 
and they're just following a pattern. That's what civilization says, that mm. it is the way to do things. And as long as we're doing things that are in the good heart and respect of other people and we're communicating effectively. So I think it's amazing that you've you've been able to be you and understand and I know that it doesn't matter about how it lays out or whatever the process is. I think it's so beautiful that you've just understood core parts and roots of being able to connect with people, female or male, doesn't matter. You just mm-hmm. know and that's why you're so amazing what you do because you help people in that part. And one of the things that I know is important is a lot of women struggle with their libido and it is something that first I think we need to establish what libido is because <laughs> some people will be like, huh? what is that? Um, so obviously what is libido and what is sort of the issues that are underlining with libido? Yeah, for sure. Very connected to my story of that previous like first marriage, so I kind of go back there, but yeah, libido is like your sex drive, um, your arousal, your turn on, uh, whatever you kind of like to refer, refer to. That that feeling of like sensuality, sexuality, like the feeling that you get of like wanting sex, like wanting pleasure, you know, wanting to touch yourself, wanting to be connected to that sexual side that a lot of us only experience when we're ovulating, Um unfortunately, so that some of the missions change that. So <laughs> in that first marriage, and this is absolutely just from my own mental health stuff I was going through and the identity crisis and all those things, but my libido personally was super shut down. I had so much going on in my head that it was just like impossible. It was impossible. I didn't feel sexy at all. And to the listener as well, like feeling sexy is a lot more than just putting lingerie on and mm-hmm. parading around. Like I didn't, in my body, I didn't feel sexy and I didn't feel desired and there was no talk about sex. There was no like safety around it. There was no space for me to kind of move into that. And actually thinking about it, I had never had that. I had never had that. It was just the first time I was actually like, oh, I'm realizing this now. Yep. So that's why I said after that relationship, I had this sexual reawakening. So I was like, <laughs> okay, something's not working here. You know, like I'm having thoughts about having more sex or having different sex or being this sexy person, but it's not like the thoughts of my body like aren't aren't aligned. So I went and did some work on it, which, you know, we think libido should just be something that just happens naturally. Mm. But for a lot of us, it doesn't. So we really need to go and do something about it. So I went and got a yoni mapping, like therapy, and started to learn more about turn on and libido and like sensuality and sexuality and like started doing these practices to like share with my clients today like embodied movement like breath work meditation journaling like just feminine things that I had absolutely stopped doing even just holding myself touching myself like you know I had done like self-love stuff this is not that 
Like this is the missing part of the self-love, self-development journey is this libido work, is this reconnecting with your sex drive because so many women think that they have a low libido or like something's not working there when really like, yes, you, you may have a little a low libido however really it's just the connection with your sex drive the connection with your sensuality your sexuality just hasn't been tended to Mm. that's what's missing it's not like something's not working in your body it's just that like physically mentally energetically it hasn't been a priority so of course it's low because it it hasn't been there it hasn't been in in your awareness and then you think something's wrong with you because it hasn't kind of been on the agenda. And this is the spot that I see so many women stuck in is that they think something's wrong with them. And, well, I just have a low libido. Yeah. But that's what it is. I never want to fuck my husband. Mm-hmm. But that's just what it is. However, I really want to empower everyone that, like, that's not what it is. Mm. You know, that's not their full stop. Yeah, and I love it because it's not <laughs> it's not like a switch of a uh, switch and going okay, it's off. Like can't turn it back on. Oh my god, you can you can absolutely do that. And I know that I've also done the same work when it comes to the yoni work as well because I never thought about putting some type of like object or crystal and just letting it sit there and thinking, what is this doing? And I'm probably not explaining it in a nice way for people. That don't know what <laughs> but I'm just giving a realistic perspective. The first time you encounter this, you're like, how is this even a connection or a form? But sometimes mm. we actually need a way to realign and connect downstairs and find a way to create a healing process because as soon as we've lost the connection we've disconnected energetically from downstairs we need to center that in realign it and that means some unique practices that you need to do that are going to encapsulate that so I'm a big fan of any yoni egg work because it is something that women need to do but not only that they need to also do a interesting way which is kind of having like a massage down there, not for pleasure, but what it is is when you've had so much stress build up, your muscles are going to be so much more tighter downstairs that you actually won't enjoy any form of pleasure. It is so tight and then you just don't feel like anything's ready to loosen up. So that's like a full deep dive in like ultimate levels, but there are steps beforehand to get you energetically tapped into the libido as well. Absolutely. And like I offer vulva mapping um, if anyone is in the market for their pussy to be massaged. But like you said, it's so much more than, than, than that. It's the reconnection piece. It's the piece of like I, this is going to sound for some of you like a little bit strange, but it's like I'm allowing myself to be in my body. I'm allowing myself to feel pleasure. Like you might think, okay, I'm going to go grab my vibrator and have a little quick mass. That's pleasure, but like it's on its timeline. It's 
to get to a certain point. It's I do A, B, and C, I get D outcome, tick, done that, move on. Yep. But the way that I help women receive pleasure is it's so much more than just that result. Mm-hmm. We're not like ticking a box. Yeah, It's not like A, B, C, get the thing. It's like, hey, it's safe to be in your body. It's safe to receive pleasure. It's safe to have that deep connection to your sensuality, to your sexuality. And that's powerful. And hence why it's been repressed by the patriarchy because women that are connected to their sexuality and their sensuality and their pleasure fucking powerful and this is why it's been suppressed this is why there is i'm getting my soapbox a little bit here but this is why there's no libido pill for women but there's viagra for men there's a reason there's a reason there's so much research done in men's sexual health and and wellness and none not that much for women it's because women in their sexual and sensual power are unsuppable damn straight so I am just wanting women to like hold their pussy and, and and recreate or reconnect to a relationship with themselves that is sacred and that is our innate. It this like this is like our innate place. Like this is where we're meant to be. However, just all the things out there take you away from it. So it's really about libido and and if you identify with having a low libido it's like about coming back in and being safe and creating this connection with your body that allows for slowness and sensation and then pleasure but really like most of the things I do with my women that come to me with low low libido like we do meditation Mm -hmm. (laughs) we like do some yoga like we just stop Yep. As it sound insane because I've done a few reels about this, but most people think that to boost their libido, you gotta like go to Honey Bird Ad and spend like thousands of dollars and get the best lingerie and then put it on and then we're gonna like do that. And that's what most people do. Like the amount of clients that come to me and they're like, Oh, you know, I've tried I'm like, what have you tried? Like, you know oh, well, like I've got a, like a drawer full of like brand new lingerie and um, I've got like a drawer full of like sex toys, like still in their boxes. That's the work that comes after. But like yeah. the work right now is like the mindset work, the energy work of like being in your body and allowing yourself the space to feel that. And, and like I just got off a call with a client like just before I jumped on here and – you know, we're doing inner child, like we're, we're going back to inner child where we're working through, you know, some childhood stuff that she has, which is actually like blocking her from even being able to be open to penetration. So it's crazy how deep some of this stuff goes. Oh, absolutely. Because what innately is, it's you're not really – accepting of who you are you're waiting for that receivership and validation from someone else and Mm. you're hoping that they fix and repair what's going on Mm. the the other person in the equation is meant to adhere and add bonus pleasure to your connection they're not meant to be the only forefront of stimulating you you have to take responsibility 
and acknowledge what is it that brings full ultimate pleasure for yourself and what is it that's actually stopping you from feeling that. And there's so many, hush this, you're too quiet, don't say this, do desensitize all these topics. So women have never been able to really express or, you know, showcase what they're truly desiring where unfortunately for men they've had the porn atmosphere and they've just been able to go straight towards, okay, well, I'm stimulated, I'm ready to go. And that's why it's also taking, you know, on average it does take a woman longer to warm up because we've got so many layers and deep wounds that we need to connect ourselves with. So I never think it's the boring stuff. I think it's so important that women understand that, yes, you don't, <laughs> you can feel sexy in lingerie, but you've got to get to a point first of feeling sexy, even if you're wearing tracky pants, even if you're taking a cup of tea, even if you wake up in the morning and you're looking yourself in the mirror. There are so many other ways in your life that you need to feel connected to yourself before you rank it, like turn it up and actually get that external stimulation from other things. Because I find that even when you said about the quickie is, don't get me wrong, I've had quickies with the, you know, you just got to get things done and it's life. But I have one today, it's fine. <laughs> but I find that sometimes those procedures are quite in your masculine. You're like, I just got to know that I'm going to get this pleasure. I've got a little bit of time. I'll just, I feel really heated. I just got to get it done. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not the stimulation and the ultimate pleasure that females are meant to be feeling. And yeah. that's where they're just so confused and they're like, what? And like, even when they're getting penetrated, they're like, why does it not feel amazing for me? And it's like, oh, there are so many more layers than yeah. what is different from even a, a male connection as well. So much. I mean, good. We could go on and on and on. But like it takes it takes a woman up to 45 minutes to be fully aroused. Like who's taking 45 minutes? Like yeah. so a lot of the time a low libido is because the sex that you're having is not fulfilling. Yep. So of course you're not going to get turned on. You're you're not going to be thinking about having that kind of sex when they've you know, the other person might have come in five minutes and you're not not even you're not even open, really. Yeah. So a lot of the time people are like, I have a little bit of, I'm like, cool, tell me about the sex you're having. How do you feel after it? Shit. Cool. I like just clicking then. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Like that's probably why. Yeah. That's probably, probably why you don't feel like having sex because the sex you're having is shit. You yeah. never have an orgasm. Um, you, don't, you can't express yourself in the bedroom. You can't ask for what you want. Of course, you have a little libido. I would too, you know. Like if you're not having the, the sex that you want, that you desire, that you think about and you can't talk about it, if it's really fast and you don't have the chance to like warm up and be open to it, of course you have a little libido. It makes so much sense. So when we started to pull it apart and and, you know, look at the deeper layers of what's going on, there's so much you can do. And like all the clients that come to me and they're like, oh my God, I like don't desire my husband anymore. And I think we should separate and blah, blah. I'm like, that's okay. Like we that might be the case. However, there's so much we can do with the intimacy piece. Like yeah. there's so much we there's so much we can do. You know, like the client that I just had then, like we've been working together since the start of the year. Um and like we're just kind of getting there. Like we're peeling off the layers. We're like getting to like a really juicy stuff. And 
there's just there's so much you can do. So anyone that's listening that like does think they have a little libido, does think they have an aversion to sex, before you go running to the doctor or getting the test or thinking that you're asexual, yep. just honestly, like there's so much you can do. And it just starts with learning to be in your body, learning to accept yourself. And that sounds really fucking hard for some people who it's aren't there, but like learning to come into like neutrality with your body, learning to just learn to sit. Like one of my clients the other day, I'm like, you just need to fucking sit. Like I don't like <laughs> Just do fucking sit and feel something. Like you just need to stop. Like I'm like, when do you stop? They're like, never. I'm like, cool. Like they're like, when I go to sleep, I'm like, that's so great. But like in the day, you just need to fucking sit somewhere and just stop and feel something. You know, like we wonder why we're so avert, like, you know, avoiding sex. Well, we don't. We're not stopping and actually feeling and being with ourselves, like, at all in the day. Yep. We just think it's another task to tick off, which is really appalling because we have have this beautiful way of just being and just feeling and that's so different to what males can experience and go through. So we've got to really tune into those gifts a lot more. So many of us are just... Hustle, hustle, hustle. And even if it's not just sitting, like even when you take a sip of water, take it slowly. Like Mm. just sit and drink it slowly. If it's one thing that you can start to do, just do something that is already a part of your day. We don't need to add extra bonus things and whatnot, but just starting with something. And I know that you would obviously be helping women just sort of connect and align with already what's happening as well. So it's never like a, an extra big, you know, effort. And that's why people just get so caught up in they're like, oh God, okay, I'm willing to do the work, but it means it has to be a lot of work and I have to do all these extra things. So it's like, no, no, it's ingrained already in you. Mm. Might just bring awareness to it. And then mm. we'll just consciously have this thought of going, oh, I never thought about that. And it's just yeah. rewiring what's going on. And then being able to go, okay, I've just spent that hour session. Now I know that I can train and, and apply things that are already happening for me just with this different rewiring that's happening and going forth. And it's it, like you said, like it's just, it, it can be so subtle and so simple and that's the way that I teach this work and that's like I have a program coming up or about to start soon called Might Have Started by the Time This podcast, podcast Comes Out, um, Viva La Libido and it's just like the simple things because I don't want to overwhelm people with like, Look, you know, there's a place at a time, but some people are like, oh, you know, there's two-hour practice every single day. Like, no one's good. I, I don't have time for that. Like, yeah. personally, like, even this is my job. I don't have time to, like, fluff around for two hours doing, like, some kind of tantric sex practice. Like, I want to help my clients with, like, what can you do while you're hanging the washing on the line? Yeah. How can you stop and enjoy the feeling of the sun on your face? And also that's pleasure. Like, that's intimacy. You don't have to do like a two, if you have time, sure, go and do a two-hour tantric sex ritual. So great. But <laughs> really like that can be if you have kids, a busy job, you know, that feeling in the sun, the sun, sun in your face and just stopping for a moment and actually feeling that in your body, that is pleasure, that is intimacy, that's your self-pleasure done. And then anything else from that is a bonus. 
then you are going to feel more like, you know, having some deep breath to yourself. Then you are going to feel like giving your like vulva a massage and you are going to feel like connecting with your husband. But if you don't have that time first and that safety to receive, then you can't have the other stuff because there's no openness in your body. It's all shut down. It's constricted, like you said before. And so many of us, like so many women are coming to me with this. Mm. Like I'm like this, like a bound, tight rubber band, you know. <laughs> Why can't I have sex, Indra? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, it's just, uh, how's, your, how's your stress levels? Are oh, there 100 out of 100? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's start there, you know, like, so yeah, I, I wanted to make this group program because there is so many people coming to me with this at the moment, especially this, the climate. And like I said, there's so much you can do and it's really simple and subtle. And that is like, that's the way that I work because that's what works. Yep. You know, simple, subtle changes, sustainable to create success and to create like that sexual liberation that lasts longer than your lingerie, you know, will last. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I love everything that you've talked about. And I think it's so important how we remind ourselves on how simple it is. One of the things I like to finish on is if you were to save a soul and you have this ideal person in front of you, what advice would you give them? I think like the the biggest thing that I've probably learn in my life that I like would really love to pass on to other people is that life is not about possessions and things and money and living up to some ideal of what society wants you to be or thinks you should be and the minute that you can let go of that is the minute that you Start to live a life that is liberated, that is expansive, that is pleasurable, that is all these things. When you just let go of that expectation and that pressure and what I've learned through like my life and experiences is that honestly like nothing really matters except for like the right now. And if we're not here for the right now, if we're like, floating around somewhere thinking about the mortgage or worrying about do I look good in these pants that's not life so just to actually give yourself permission to just be and to work towards a space and a place where you're like this is enough I'm enough like that is you know probably the biggest lesson that I would want my clients and you know anyone else to absorb and take away as well. No, I love that. It's just so humbling that being present and being right now is just the biggest starting point. So I absolutely love what you do and I think it's so important. But obviously for those beautiful people that would love to join the program or would love to know what is the best way for people to find out and know where to hunt you down because girlfriend, you're doing some amazing things and all anything to know about you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Look, Instagram, like if anyone, if anyone has Instagram, anyone ever has Instagram, but most people have Instagram. It's Cindra Banks on Instagram. I do have a website. If you don't have Instagram, it's cindrabanks.com. 
However, Instagram is like my offers, my, you know, programs, all the things, lots of free content, lots of free, you know, reels and informative stuff on there. So that's the easiest way to find me. And just jump into my DMs. Like, I know that's what we talk about, like sex, pleasure, relationships. It's fucking scary for a lot of people to even like reach out to us in a DM about. However, I know like like you, like my DMs, uh, they're not always open, but my DMs are open <laughs> from Monday to Friday uh, between 10 and 4. But um, yeah, I was in. <laughs> my DMs are open because, you know, ask me questions. Like ask me about what's the best option for me to work with you. Like we don't bite and we love to talk to people, interact with people. Like I've got a lot of followers. Sometimes it's just like me talking to my phone, you know. So yeah, reach out, come and say hi. If you don't have Instagram, send me an email and um. Yeah, that's the best way to find out about what I do. And I have lots of offerings, like one-on-one programs. And um, it's always something I need to jump into. So, yeah, love you to yeah. follow me, be on the journey. No, I love that. And I'll definitely add it into the show notes so it's all there ready to go. But awesome. as always, I really appreciate you and your time. And I think it's such a beautiful way. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story. And know, ladies, that it really is just about connecting now and knowing that there's ultimate pleasure coming your way. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for absolutely. joining me. Thank you. And I'll speak to you ladies soon. Ciao for now. Thanks for love. Thank you for joining me on this empowering journey. Your time is precious and I'm grateful you've chosen to spend it here with me. Remember, you deserve to be heard, seen, valued and supported every step of the way. To ensure you never miss an episode filled with inspiration and growth, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to check out our show notes. They're the ultimate resource hub for any links or resources mentioned during our conversation. Until our paths cross again, keep embracing your inner confidence, unleashing your power and living your best life. You are capable of incredible things, my love. Until next time, take care, stay empowered, and remember, you go, girlfriend. Woo!